Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Season two is ending, and wow, what a season. I'm really proud of the season because my goal is to pack in ideas and inspiration. We kicked it off with Tom Rath on how to contribute to the world that was powerful. And we've had so many of my personal friends on here. We've had guests like country music star, author, and speaker Jimmy Wayne, good friend Mark Sanborn on leadership. He talked about using failure to propel yourself to success. And we have a local Columbus native, Eric Zimmer, who talked about how to make change last. Steve Hurst, I never met in person, but a great discussion on how to become a powerful connector. And then Tom Ziegler, legendary Zig Ziegler. He was a legend. Tom Ziegler is his son, and his book on Shoes to Win was just fantastic. We had NBA star Mark Eaton, How to Create a Winning Team. Do you know he's seven feet four? He's a big dude. Wow. And really a tremendously, tremendously talented, successful, and just kind person. And then we talked about business strategy with Dr. Max McEwen. I mean, that was a fascinating discussion. His books on strategy are great. And my friend, Michael Hyatt, we talked about vision and becoming a vision-driven leader. We talked about health and wellness. We talked about mentoring. We talked about how to lead remotely. My friend, Shep Hyken, he talked about amazing customer service. That was great. And, and we also had a session on lessons from COVID. I guess you need something positive coming out of COVID. And then my good friend, Rory Vaden, we interviewed him in Nashville on personal brands and leadership which I thought was very, very interesting. And then James Altucher, what a character James is. And he talked about being on the wall between comfort and success. We talked about po being positively contagious with Anise Cavanaugh and not positively contagious in the COVID way, but actually being positively contagious in the emotional way. We talked about resilient leadership and leadership in a crisis. And I never met him in person, but Bruce Daisley, a Twitter executive, talked about having joy at work. And we had a session where we talked with Annika Sorenstam, golf legend, on overcoming her fear of public speaking. And Tammy, what was it that you said? It was on rainy days. Working through the rainy days. Working through the rainy days. And we talked about the power of focus. It was quite the season. So in our season wrap-up, just talking about all of these different things. We have our longtime panel guests with us, Tammy Spade, who is an expert on all things leadership because that's been the whole season. If you go through that season, you're there. Yeah. And Drew Bordis, who is almost an expert on all things leadership. I'm still trying to be Tammy. He's still trying. It's fine. And you know what? We all, we, all, we all are. That's why I, are, really. I was going to put myself in that yeah. category. We all are. Yeah. So uh, on that journey to be more like Tammy, we had quite a season. And you know, in today's world, it's so easy to do it. It's so easy, but people don't always take advantage, right? Not just of this podcast. I mean, really, they should start here if they want to aim higher. Clearly. Uh, obviously. Clearly. Clear, right? But why is it that, that people don't do that? In general, why are people going about their lives and not trying to better themselves? What is that about? 
It's easy. It's the path of least resistance, right? Just go along. And I think we all dip into it now and then, uh, just complacency. You can, you know, you got to guard against it. And then there are some people who are just at it all the time, though. They're lifelong learners. They're always trying to get better. But I think it's, I think it's just easy to not try to better yourself. Easy to do and easy not to do. Right. I think just comfort, you know, people get comfortable where they are and fear or anxiety or even just, you know, concern about change, even when it's a good change. Sometimes that holds people back. And there's some some natural um, inclinations too. I mean, Skip, you're a person who's just naturally driven to always learn, always look at something new in all kinds of fields. I think other people just struggle a little bit more with their ability to lean into change and what that might mean. It's not invigorating for them. It might be more anxiety producing for them. So the anxiety shuts them down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they need to listen to the Annika Sorenstam. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as we said on another you know, podcast, when, when you don't face those things, you're giving more power to them. And the longer you go avoiding, the more powerful they get. And often, you know, life, life will happen and it forces us into a change. And we're not comfortable, but we look back and say, I'm glad that happened. That was a good thing. One of the main reasons I wrote the book of mistakes was just for that reason was here are mistakes that people make. And it is so much easier to learn from other people's mistakes than to make them. And it's a choice. So you can either go through the pain and regret of thinking, why didn't I do this? Or you can just lean into that and learn from those mistakes and change it. I love this quote by Jim Rohn, and he used to say it all the time. I'd hear him in his seminars, and it echoes in my mind to this day. It says, success is just a few daily disciplines practiced every day. Failure is just a few errors in judgment repeated every day. It's that compounding effect of something very simple, just that discipline. Now, he used to talk about an apple a day. You say, Keep the doctor away. Just it's an apple a day. And he says, and what happens if you get to Saturday? Can you eat six apples? No. <laughs> Tummy ache. Right. <laughs> he would right. say, no, yeah. doesn't work that way. It's that small daily discipline. And what I find is if you tune in, oftentimes, you know, New Year's resolution, you have these big changes and they, they don't last. It's not those that work as much as the little change. And you say, I'm going to do this little thing. And then you watch that little thing grow and grow and grow. I'm going to do one push-up every day. And then all of a sudden, it changes over time, and you find yourself doing five and doing more. It's the few daily disciplines, writing that thank you note, calling people, expressing gratitude, meditating, whatever it is. It's those few daily disciplines, spiritual time, whatever it is for you, that daily discipline is key. And so often I think we miss that. And it's with so many podcasts and so many books and so many devotionals and so many things you can do on a daily basis to just give it 10 minutes. That's actually, I was just thinking about that, it, where you almost have to learn how to learn from these things. If you tried to do verbatim everything that was in every leadership book, every podcast, every article, you'll tie yourself up in knots. You won't know whether you're this type of leader, that, do this, do this. You really have to just take a nugget away. Take something away that resonates with you. Highlight something. That's it. That's it. Yeah, That's just all you've thing. got to do. Just one thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the three of us could read the same article and take something completely different away 
that just applies to us and our experience and our outlook. And that's okay. Good point. And we usually do, don't we? Yes. (laughs) It's one of the reasons I love to pull out quotes on the blog at skippritcher.com. We pull out the quote because even if you don't have time to read the whole thing, you can just glance through and see those quotes. And literally a few quotes of powerful, positive words can alter your thinking in your day. It doesn't have to be reading a long article in the Harvard Business Review or reading the whole interview on well, and and changing your life tomorrow as a result. You know that that's that's just not practical. It's not going to happen. Or you'd yeah. be changing constantly, right? It seems too big, too. I love the idea of ten or fifteen minutes um, in a day, ten or fifteen minutes in the morning to set the stage, ten or fifteen minutes at night, whether it's meditating, reading, you know, scripture whether it's doing other things that are important to you, even that rule about get up and make your bed. I used to work with a uh, executive coach who would say, you're just, you're just trying to get just a little bit better, just a little bit better. Because if you start out to change your life, it feels too big and it feels it's like I, it's too much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure where to start. But if you start with those small daily disciplines, and for me, starting out in the morning with that 10 or 15 minute period sets the stage for the rest of the day. It really does, those disciplines. That's why I think even the seven-minute workouts and things like that, mm-hmm. which is just the starting point. You end up doing more, but it just kicks you into gear. But what feedback have you heard from people that you know who perhaps have listened to one of the podcast sessions? What did they say? I'm really, I'm really funny. You're they brilliant. Really, yeah. I mean. <laughs> You're brilliant. <laughs> is that from your team? Maybe. <laughs> That's What that. are you saying? Are you saying it's not genuine? What? <laughs> Tammy, it's from his affirmation where he looks in the mirror and says, I am I'm, really funny. I am hilarious. <laughs> I am so smart. Uh, Gosh darn it, people <laughs> like me. Okay, you asked. <laughs> that is a strategy. Yeah. I've heard that too. No, I think, I think Be funny now, in, in, Drew. In, in, say, haha. In, in seriousness, I think people like the, um, the feedback I've gotten is they like the interaction. I think there's something about podcasts and just hearing people talk, whether it's a podcast or a radio, TV or something, where it's a little bit more real you get to you get to hear the person more than if you're reading an article by them or or seeing them speak in in a public setting or something it's just a little bit more personal yeah i've heard i guess two things one is authenticity which mm-hmm. goes to the personal category whether it is someone like um, annika sorenstam or you know someone else that you've talked to or this panel or you skip just the opportunity to hear people talk about strengths struggles success all the things you know that they might have dealt with in their lives, and then be able to apply it. That's the other piece, authenticity and application. A few of the folks that um, I've been working with, or even just other people I know who listen to the podcast have said, you know, I go away with something that I can apply, something right. that I can use. It might be a small nugget, but something I can use in my job, in my you know home life, whatever it is on that day. How about that? Is there anything that they've shared that they're doing differently from the podcast or anything you are doing differently from the podcast. I started running because you all guilted me into it during the, <laughs> during the workout one. And you look fabulous. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought you were just running away from us. Yeah. That's good. That's a good positive thing. One of the things, and I talked to you about this, Skip, I listened to this actually when I was in Nashville at a conference. It was, I think, the Bruce Daisley um, podcast, and I was listening to it in the car, and he talks about taking a monk hour in the morning, busy executive, but taking time, and maybe not every day, that you completely set aside, completely unplug, and just process and think and vision. Michael Hyatt talks about this too, the importance of taking time to vision. Because if you try to do that in small bits, 
it doesn't usually work. It's something that you have to be much more dedicated to. And it's not something that we're always thinking of because we're pulled in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And leadership is often not allowing that pull so that you can just push it out and be thoughtful. I think that's a good one. Leading remotely was one of the topics, obviously during the pandemic, but Mm -hmm. also I think afterwards, people are going to be leading remotely. Boy, has that changed. Oh, hasn't it changed? Any one tip that you would share about leading remotely? that comes to mind? Uh, get up and walk around. Um, that's We actually just talked about that this morning with my team. The sitting in the one chair all day staring at a screen. I never appreciated um, just walking around office to office here, right? So giving people the permission to turn the camera off, feel like it, if you've got camera fatigue. Don't have every call be a video call. Make sure you stay in touch more often maybe purposefully than you would if you're in the office. It's a lot more interpersonal than anything else that I've that I've picked up. Yeah, I think that last one, staying in touch, is the one that I would have picked because it happens organically right. when you are in a space with other people. When you're not, you have to be much more purposeful and intentional about, and even just saying, how are you doing? Because it is such an unusual time. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing? How are things going? You know, what are your struggles right now? What's going well? What do you think may have been working better because we're remote and, you know, we've gotten some great input from our staff about those things, but where are the challenges? You're right. You do have to be intentional, but it takes a lot more time. Energy and time. A lot more time than in person, most definitely. And particularly because we think about technology and how advanced it is, and it really is, but it's really not that advanced in that, I mean, still to this day that... I have to look over here in a camera and they're looking over here and we're not really <laughs> looking at each other. And for me yeah. to be able to look up here at the camera so that they think I'm looking at them and connect, but now I can't really see them. If you think about that, I don't think it's going to be too long where people realize that's not so advanced yeah. uh, where we're really not looking at each other. Why is it that we can't design screens where we're actually looking at each other through the screen exactly where your eyes are? That does not make any sense to me that we can't have cameras like do that. So I hope that our technology leaders are listening to this and can invent that maybe by Tuesday. Do you think? I'm sure they're on it. They're on I'm it. sure they're on it. I mean, you know what I'm saying, though? That, that's, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's bad. Health and wellness episode. Well, that is one I think stress with this pandemic is off the charts in all of this year of 2020. Stress is always with us, but this year in particular is just for being so positive, I think this is a miserable, horrible year, but it'll get better. <laughs> Pandemic. Also, stress really does a, a number on your immune system, so immunity. So big one for me, health and wellness, I think, this season of how do you stay healthy and, and well in the midst of this with social distancing when you can't you know, do the things that normally relax you and you have restrictions and different aspects of your lives. I think that was a, a particularly important one for all of us as leaders the importance of being just well. And of course, health and wellness, we were talking specifically there physically, but of course, health and wellness expands to emotional, spiritual, social, all the different aspects of our lives. How do you build in daily success habits for you physically to keep that going? So Drew's now taking off running. I am. Well, it's funny, you know, back to the interpersonal and, and talking to the different teams, I'm finding with the teams and, and people I'm in meetings with, we're talking more about physical routine during this lockdown than we ever would talk about it, you know, in the normal office environment. Mm-hmm. Like people might mention, hey, I take a 
cycling class or whatever. But I feel like now it's a regular conversation of, oh, yeah, I get up and walk around the neighborhood or I do this or I do that. Because people are looking for that. Right. And and they all know that we're stuck in these weird places in front of these screens, even though we can now put ourselves wherever we want to be in the world with the fake backgrounds that do look kind of weird. They'll get better too. That's another one. It's like, ha ha, the first time and then it, it's not very good, is it? Well, the person looks like they're sort of superimposed and they're moving in unnatural ways over the background. So I'm sure that'll all get yeah, better. We, we need to make it so that we can literally transform and transition ourselves to the beach and mm-hmm. things like Hawaii. that. Yes, I would like that mm-hmm. to, be, to be done. How about mentoring? We had a great session on mentoring. All of us benefit from being a mentor and we benefit from being mentored, and you can be mentored not just formally, but also by listening to great podcasts, reading great books, watching great movies, et cetera. But what is one takeaway that you remember from being a great mentor? I think one of my favorites was when we talked in that in that podcast where we talked about formal versus informal, that it doesn't – you don't have to walk up to somebody and say, would you be my mentor, please? Like I think being able to just talk about the different ways it can come about – and that it can last years or it can last weeks. And there's just there's not just one way to go about it. I, I thought that was pretty useful. Yeah, the other big takeaway I had on that one was the advisory group concept or the menu of mentors because maybe, you know, a person has a strength or a particular perspective in one area, but then you need a different perspective in another area and another person is going to be better for that purpose. So that advisory group of mentors, formal or informal, I thought was superb. Well, and, and knowing the purpose in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think we talked quite a bit about that, and that was helpful, right? You don't just get mentored just for fun. You're, you're trying to achieve something. And people think, oh, I need a mentor. Right. For, for what? what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. Well, I have had requests for certain episodes. The one that I have heard a couple times lately is an episode that we should do in the future on boosting your confidence. So how to boost your self-confidence. So that will be one we'll tease out for a future episode. Drew's shaking his head. No idea what to say no there. Idea. Just have, I have irrational confidence. I don't know. <laughs> it's all that mirror time. Yeah. But for now, for now, I would say enjoy your time. Learn to be both ambitious and content at the same time. Look at those who are very successful and model after them to shortcut your own way to success. Fill your mind with voices that will take you to where you want to go. You can choose what you put in your mind. Don't let others just dump on you. Don't just listen to programs and figure you have nothing to do about it. And take in lessons from everyone around you because everyone you meet, everyone you meet, if you look hard enough, can teach you something, even if it's what not to do. And if you do all of those things and listen to season two of Aim Higher, I believe it will help you leave the world of mediocrity and aim higher. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher. <laughs>